And good Sunday evening. My name is Howie Silberger. This is the Howie Silberger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. So happy to be here with you. It has been a, a while since we've done a show, and I'm happy to be back. I invite you to call in the number to call if you want to get in on the conversation. one 669 1292 That's one 669 1292 Get in on the conversation. Join me here on the Howie Silberger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. We got a uh, great show in for you tonight. Uh, but first, before we, um, before we continue, I wanted to uh, tell you that the timing of the show is going to change. Uh, when the show airs and, uh, and, and how we're going to do the show is going to change, I will be updating you on the changes on the uh, Howie Silberger Show page on Facebook. So make sure you like that page and uh in in the next show probably maybe next show or two shows i'll be giving you more information about how the show is going to change and where we are moving to and uh, and what we're going to be doing uh sheldon eric freed is away this week he should be back next week uh hopefully he'll be back next week if not it'll be in two weeks but uh sheldon will be coming back and joining the show again so don't fret don't ask me the question sheldon will be back Meanwhile, you could call in one 669 1292 is the number to call. It's one 669 1292 So here we are in the middle of October. It feels like summer outside. Many people are yelling at me, look at this, it's global warming. Look how warm it is outside. Global warming, global warming, global warming. And my answer to that is, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, I, I'm not really overly concerned about global warming. I'm not really overly concerned about a lot of the issues that many of my colleagues and friends are concerned about. I, I just couldn't care less. Uh, I want to live life. I want to enjoy life the best of my ability. And I want to be able to uh, enjoy and spend some time here with you and, and enjoying my time here on the air with you. This is, this is what I want to do. And so if the world comes to an end because it gets too warm or if, uh, if we all die from some meteor hitting the world... This is uh, it's part of life, and we'll, we'll just have to roll the punches, I guess. Uh, I don't think we have much of a choice anyway. So, um, so, so don't bother me about global warming. Don't bother me about environmentalism. Don't bother me about this kind of stuff. I don't care. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I don't care. Let the uh, environmentalist scientists worry about it. Let the people who are, uh, who are worried about, um, about funding for their university programs worry about it. Don't bother me about it. I don't want to talk about it. I, I, I just don't care enough about it to be able to bother myself to talk about it. And I know it sounds a little callous. It sounds a little weird for me to say that I don't care about this stuff, but, but that's the honest truth. The honest truth is that if I cared about this stuff, I, I would be spending a lot of time thinking about it, and I spend zero time thinking about it. So that just proves to me that, that it's not something I, I really care all that much about. Now, if you do, that's fine. You, you, you're entitled to care. I mean, people are entitled to care about whatever they want to care about. It's just not one of the things that I, that I um, spend my time thinking about. But what I do spend my time thinking about is the absolute, almost fascism that we're facing when it comes to, um, when it comes to government regulations on what we can or cannot do. Now, I am not opposed. Uh, don't get me wrong. And I uh, you know people will get me wrong and they'll, they'll say, oh, how we said this. But it's not true. Uh, I am not opposed to vaccines. I believe everybody should be vaccinated. I think it's important that people get vaccinated, uh, double vaccinated. 
I think this is the only way that we're going to stop COVID. So nobody ever could say that I, I stood against vaccines. I never, ever did, nor will I ever stand against vaccines. Vaccines did save us from the smallpox, did save us from, uh, from the Spanish flu and from a bunch of other diseases, polio. So uh, vaccines work, and I think and I believe that everybody should be vaccinated. Now, that said, that said, I don't believe that governments should force people to get vaccinated. So, yeah, I believe everyone should be vaccinated. I believe that we should all be responsible human beings. We should all be looking out for each other and everybody should go out and get vaccinated. But I don't believe there should be government regulations ordering people to get vaccinated. I don't think the government should be ordering people to put medicine into their bodies. And uh, this is where I uh, this is where I stand and this is where I differ from many of my colleagues and friends in that um, I believe people should have a choice. If you want to choose to get sick and die from a disease that's totally preventable, then that should be your option. If you want to choose to be stupid and to uh, and to die, that, that's, that's purely your your call. Now, I understand that people who aren't vaccinated um, uh, could pass on the disease, but so could people who are vaccinated. So uh, I'm protected. So if you want to take a risk and you want to risk your life, and we all know that people have died. I know I know quite a few people who have died of COVID. Uh, so if you want to risk your life and take the risk of not getting vaccinated, that should be your problem. Should not be my problem. And I should not have to worry about it. And I'm not worried about it. Now, I know plenty of people. I know quite a few people who haven't been vaccinated. And it doesn't bother me. It's their call. Now, should the government mandating it? Should the government say that you must get vaccinated? Absolutely not. People want to take risks with their lives? Go ahead, take risk with your life. There's no skin off my back. I mean, I'll feel a little sad when you die because it was preventable. But at the end of the day, it's your call. It's not my call. It's your problem. one 669 1292 is the number to call. one 669 1292 So uh, when the government announced that they were going to start uh, forcing people, uh, nurses and uh, medical professionals, to get vaccinated... I started wondering, what was the reason behind this? Why would you force people to go and do something they don't want to do? Why would you force people to go and get vaccinated? Sure, if you want to work in a hospital, you must be vaccinated. But why? Because you're exposed to, um, you're exposed to people who have COVID? Okay. They've been exposed to people who had COVID from day one. If people who are exposed to people who had COVID, people who are there in the front line, standing in the hospitals, watching people die of COVID, and they decide that they don't want to go and protect themselves adequately or inadequately protect themselves, then why should we have any empathy for these people? I'm, I'm very confused by this. I don't understand why we should have any empathy. Now, someone asked me the other day about COVID passports, about these uh, these passports, this, this app that we have on our phones in Quebec and and then the uh, proof of passport, uh, proofs of vaccinations that we have to show everywhere we go now. And uh, the person who spoke to me, the person who asked me about this, said to me, "Hey, Howie, does this not remind you of uh, show me your papers when uh, when the Nazis were walking around and saying to people, show me your papers?" And I, I looked at them. I said, "Absolutely not." I said, "Look, I said um, we are creating a society, and this is what the left wing has been trying to do for years and years and years. We are creating a society." Uh, a two-tier society, a, a two-class society. Now, North America didn't really have that. You have that in India. You have that in a bunch of other countries. 
North America wasn't really one of those countries that had a two-tier society. They they weren't one of the countries that had um, that had um, that had multiple levels of hierarchy in society. Yeah, of course we had the affluent who who got away with lots of stuff. The affluent who did who did whatever they wanted and hardly ever got caught or ever got punished for anything they did. And you had the poor and you had the middle class. Sure, you could you could break the site down economically. But we never had classes. So if you go to India, um, the woman and the women in India have dots on their on their foreheads. They're tattooed dots on their foreheads, and those dots represent different classes. So people with a blue dot, let's say, can't marry someone with a red dot, and so on and so forth. And so, um, and and so that's 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 definitely a class society, a society that uh, that is built on uh, on classes, and uh, that's not something we had in North America. But guess what? We are getting there. We will be there very shortly. The governments have decided that uh, that vaccine passports are the way to go. So if you want to um, to go to a movie, or you want to go to a restaurant, or you want to uh, to do anything that is uh, that is public, then you must go and, uh, and and prove that you have been vaccinated. You must prove it. And if you're not vaccinated and you can't give proof of vaccination, you will be denied service. So now we're creating a society where the haves are the people who have va- who are vaccinated, and have-nots are the people who are not vaccinated. We're creating a society. We're creating a discriminatory society, where we're we're building in discrimination into our into our uh, into our psyche, into our collective psyche. We're building in discrimination, and we are um, and we are trying to discriminate against people who choose not to put medicine into their bodies. So think about this for a second. Let's let's back up for a second, and let's take a look. At this, uh, you know, we we look in on a macro point of view, but now let's take a look at a micro point of view. Let's look at a macro point of view. So we've already honed in and said, okay, people who don't have COVID cannot go to movies. They people who do not have COVID vaccine cannot go to movies. And they cannot do certain things in society. Let's back it up. Now, how fair is this? And, and this is the question I wanted to ask you. Do you think this is fair? Give me a call, one 669 1292 But how fair do you think this is? And I'll tell you something. I don't think it's fair at all. And I'll tell you why. If I came out and I said, uh, my store that sells widgets, whatever widgets I'm selling, whatever product I'm selling, my store that sells a certain product, if I come out and say, uh, I'm only going to allow people into my store who, who, um, who have never had the common cult, Anybody who's had the common cold, anybody who's ever had the sniffles or, or had the cold, cannot come into my store. If I went out and said that, I know it's a ridiculous example because I'd have no customers, my store would close down immediately. But if I went out and said something like that, people would be yelling discrimination. What if I went out and said that uh, only, only people who have a white pigmentation could come into my store? Anybody with any other color pigmentation, from brown to red to green to yellow, they can't come into my store. Only people with white pigmentation. That would be racist, wouldn't it? You would consider me a racist. You would say, oh my God, oh my God, you're a racist. If I said that only people with black pigmentation come to my store, nobody else is allowed into my store, you would still call me a racist. Maybe a little less of a racist because people tend to justify uh, racism against white people as, as legitimate rather than, you know, rather than being repelled and repulsed by racism in general. I'll tell you, I had an argument not long ago with um, with a uh, with a far left friend of mine, and yes, it's true, I do have far left friends. And this far left friend of mine said to me one day, 
said to me, hey, Howie, um, I believe, he says, that uh, white people have to cede their jobs and cede their, their houses to black people as reparations for slavery. Now, keep in mind, slavery happened 255 years ago. Nobody alive today was alive when there were slaves. And I said, well, why, why, would you, why, would you, why would you want to do that? And he looked at me and he says to me, because white people are evil, and we have to understand that white people are evil, and because they're evil, we have to, uh, they have to be able to, uh, to repatriate the, the black people. Black people have to be able to build them up. And so because white people oppressed the black people for so many years, uh, it's only fair that the white people give up what they have and give it to the black people. And I looked at him, I said, that is 100% racist. You are a racist, sir. And he was shocked. He was appalled. He was, he was upset. And he looked at me and says to me, what do you mean I'm a racist? How dare you call me a racist? Who the hell do you think you are? I said, anytime you discriminate against somebody based on the color of their skin, you are committing the crime of racism. This is the definition of the word racism. So if I don't allow you to do something because you have white skin, you are a racist. If I don't allow you to do something because you have black skin, you are a racist. If I give you some kind of an advantage because of your skin color, I am a racist. This is the way it works. So how is that different? And, and, and someone, please call in and tell me, how is, that some, how is that different at all from saying that somebody who has a COVID vaccine, somebody who got vaccinated for COVID, double vaccinated for COVID, is allowed to do certain things, and somebody not vaccinated for COVID is not allowed to do certain things? Explain to me what the difference between that and stopping somebody with a skin color from doing something. I, I'm very confused as to how one is okay, one kind of discrimination is okay, and another kind of discrimination is condemnable. Uh, in my opinion, all kinds of discrimination are condemnable. If I have a double vaccine, if I'm vaccinated double, the chances of me getting severe COVID and ending up in the hospital or, God forbid, dying from it is very low. If you're not vaccinated and you come near me, and you're carrying COVID, and you give me COVID, and I catch COVID from you, the chances of me getting severely sick are extremely low. If I carry COVID, if you give me COVID, and I'm carrying COVID, and I come to you and I give COVID to you, your chances, if you're not vaxxed, your chances of getting COVID severely and ending up in the hospital are a lot higher than my chances. So using that kind of logic, using that, 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 that idea that we have to, we have to watch out for our neighbors, and this is really where the concept is. I am my brother's keeper is basically the concept behind all this. Uh, using the philosophy that I'm, I'm, I am my brother's keeper, then I have to care about well, if you're if you're vaccinated or not. Going by the philosophy that um, that I'm protected, I really don't care if you are or aren't, and you want to take the risk. That's your problem. Then uh, I don't have to care about it at all. Let's go to the phones. Well, Hi, Fanny. Or not. Hey, Howie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. Thank you so much for calling. What's up? Is this show live? This show is live, yeah. Okay. Oh, am I on the air? You are. Oh, hi. I didn't know. I guess because I'm watching, there must be a, a big delay because I'm watching you on the other screen. Yeah, when you when you watch on the uh, when you watch on Facebook or on one of these uh, one of the services, there's always a little bit of a buffer. Okay. So hi to everybody. Whoever's listening. Yeah, Howie, I don't agree with you. Okay. Um, a vaccination passport 
is not like carrying papers in any other country. It's not discriminatory like blacks against white. Hey, try and get your kids into school without vaccination and see what happens. Okay, so so I, I understand uh, I understand um, uh, vaccinations against let's say um, let's say the diseases that will 100% kill you. Children are not going to be. How many people have died from COVID, Howie? How many children have died from COVID? Lots. Too many. Not very many. The number's 10. It's too many. And it's quite larger than that. It's not very many. It's uh, I don't have the exact number in front of me, but the uh, the, the number is pretty low. Uh, but, but putting that aside, okay, so if I want to protect myself and you want to protect yourself, we go out and we get vaccinated. If somebody decides they do not want to get vaccinated then why should we discriminate against them? If they want to take their life in... Uh, if somebody wants to walk down the middle of the street, Fanny, and they know that their chances of walking down the middle of the street, the chances of getting hit by a car are a lot greater than walking on the sidewalk, who am I to tell that person that they can't walk down the middle of the street? You know what? There, There's a stupid one in every crowd, but right now we have too many people that aren't vaccinated, and I think it's political. I think it's disinformation, my opinion. Again. I agree with you. I agree with you. A lot of it is disinformation, and I encourage everybody to go in and get vaccinated. But once again, if somebody decides that they're not going to get vaccinated, they're of a sound mind, and they're of a legal age, then why should I be the one or you be the one to force them to go and do it? Or why should our governments be forcing them to do it? If, um, if people want to kill themselves or take the risk of dying from a disease that's totally preventable, then, uh, then why shouldn't we let them do that? Because there were too many people being careless before there was a vaccine. Okay, but now, now, now we're, we can't go back in time. We can only go forward in time. So now we're at a point where there is a vaccine. The vaccines are very effective. Uh, and, uh, and the vaccines will stop you from getting seriously ill from this disease. If somebody chooses not to take the vaccine, they're overage and they're a sound mind and body, why would we stop them from doing that? You know what? Because you have to be part of a community, you really should be part of the solution. Okay, but how how is that person not part of the solution? If you are vaccinated and they are not vaccinated, yes, your chances of catching COVID. Delta. Have you heard of Delta and okay. possible new variants? Right. We're dealing with a contagious, highly contagious disease that um, can really affect people. And we're talking about something that's new that they're they're learning as they go. They're using the knowledge that they have. Who knows if they're even telling us how bad it really is? But uh, I'm or we don't we don't know if any if they're exaggerating how bad it really is either. We don't know either way, right? Uh, it could be. It absolutely could be. So my, I, I just wish more people would get vaccinated. But okay. no, you're right. You can't. My you question can is, though. You can't the water. You can't make them drink. Exactly. So my question is, if you're vaccinated, you're double vaxxed, and I'm double vaxxed, and uh, Joe Schmo decides he doesn't want to be va- double vaxxed, and, and he comes into contact with us, his chances of getting us sick is very, very slim. Our yeah, chances of getting him sick. the variant. I don't want to be sick. I don't want to get the variants. I don't, I don't want to want, take more medication. I don't want to get. I, I, I don't want to be sick either. But but your chances of your I'm chances of dying of from it, your chances of dying from it are much lower than his chances of dying from it. Yes, I know. And if he wants to be an idiot, that's fine. I just wish there were less idiots in the world. I. I, I I will say that about every single topic I ever talk about on this show. <laughs> I wish there were less idiots I wish in the there world. Were less idiots in the world. <laughs> Howie, as always, it's been fun talking to you. <laughs> Thanks so much for calling in, Fanny. I appreciate it.
Have a great night. You Bye-bye. too. Bye. I agree with Fanny. I wish there were a lot less idiots in the world. I I I, I can't stress that more than that more more than I ha- than I am right now. I really wish there were less idiots in the world. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. That's one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. It's number to call in. Get in on the conversation here on the Howie Silberger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. Follow us on Facebook. Go to the Facebook page, the Howie Silberger Show Facebook page, and uh, click on the like button. Uh, we also have a uh, political discussion group, the Howie Silberger Show group uh, on Facebook. You could join that group. There's always some interesting political discussion going on there, so feel free to join that group. Uh, it it kind of goes in waves. So sometimes there's like hot topics that uh, that are hotly contested, and sometimes it's just quiet. But but in general, that's a really fun group to be in. If you like politics and you like discussing politics, that's a great group to be in. Join the Howie Silberger Show group on Facebook. Another thing you could do is you could download the True Talk Radio app. TrueTalkRadio.com is the official website. You can listen to the stream on the uh, on the .com. But uh, if you download the app, you can take the stream with you. We're always available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. We have a whole lot of great shows that air here on True Talk Radio. So feel free to download the app from your favorite app store. It's good. We have we have an iPhone app and we have an uh, we have an Android app. Feel free to download it and listen to True Talk Radio wherever you go. It is uh, it is it is very important that um, that that we share this information with you. Otherwise, nobody downloads the app and uh, and we spent all that money creating the app for nothing. I want to tell you what happened. We've been off the air since uh, early September. The last show we did was September 1st. It's now October 10th. So why have we been off the air for so long? Uh, so let me explain to you what happened. I think it's, um, it's, uh, it's, it's important that I explain it to you. The server that we use to broadcast True Talk Radio finally died. Now, when I say finally, the server has been running for 15 years straight. I bought the uh, I bought the server 15 years ago, and uh, we've been doing patchwork on it over the years. But that server has been running for 15 years straight. We had a backup server, and the backup server is about 14 years old. It's still running. The backup server is still out there. But uh, the server that we were running True Talk Radio on was 15 years old, and uh, it was starting to show its age, and decided that it was going to say goodnight. And uh, of course, it said goodnight just before the Jewish holidays. So we always shut down for the Jewish holidays. I mean, we, we have the stream running, but we don't do live shows during the Jewish holidays. And so um, so I spent the entire time uh, over the holiday season, the entire time that I had to spend, so when it wasn't actual holiday days and there were days that I could make phone calls and whatever else, trying to find a replacement server to change the server that we had for True Talk Radio. Uh, and it wasn't as easy as it found. There's some specifics, uh, specific technical details involved in uh, in changing a radio station server. And so um, so it took me a while to find something that worked. Uh, in the meantime, the True Talk Radio was being streamed from the backup server. Now, for some reason, before the main server died, it didn't back up the latest database from the main server. And so um, the the schedule and some of the shows were a little out, were a little outdated. And we had we had a few problems um, dealing with that and I wasn't able to go live. So I, I wasn't able to do a live show because the server was completely dead and the backup server was not strong enough to allow me to do this. So finally, uh, just a couple of days ago, just a few days ago, a new server came in. We installed it and we migrated all our data over to it. And now it is running smoothly and beautifully and much better than the other server ever ran. 
So, um, so we're happy to be back, and uh, we'll start this week up. We'll start up again this week with Political Hitman. All the live shows are back. We're hoping to add a few more live shows here on True Talk Radio. I will, uh, I will keep you posted as things progress. So uh, there's an election coming up, a municipal election. We have uh, we have candidate signs up everywhere. Uh, I ran for municipal elections a couple of years, uh, a couple of times over the years. Uh, the last time I ran was, uh, I think, was 15 years ago or something. And uh, I remember when I was running for office, one of my opponents ripped my signs down. They, they, they vandalized and ripped my signs down. I don't know if it was the opponent himself or it was uh, his supporters, but they ran around and they ripped down my political signs. Now, that is a crime, by the way. It is fine. It's, it's a finable crime. It's a misdemeanor, but you get a fine for ripping down election posters. It is, uh, it is illegal to do that. It's illegal to tamper with the election material at all. So, um, so if you are out there and you are ripping down people's posters or you're drawing on them or you're defacing them in any way, you are breaking the law. Now, if you get caught... You will get fined. It's a huge fine. I don't remember what it was. It was ten thousand or twenty thousand dollars. So it's a huge fine if you get caught. So hopefully, uh, if you're doing it, hopefully you will get caught. Uh, listen, to be honest, printing these signs cost a lot of money. Candidates have a certain budget that they're allowed to spend. There's a certain amount of money they're allowed to spend in order to uh, print their signs and put together their promotional material. Every sign you destroy eats into that budget. So if they have to reprint signs, then that eats into the budget. If they have to reprint flyers because you took a bundle of flyers that you found lying on a, uh, lying in a box because they were running around from uh, door to door and they didn't carry the box with them, and you throw that box in the garbage uh, and they have to reprint uh, uh, flyers, that's t- eating out of that budget. Now, you may want to do that because you support the opposing candidate, but we do live in a democracy. And in a democracy, we should be allowing our candidates to go out and do their thing uh, if you don't like the candidate, vote for somebody else. That is your prerogative, 100% your prerogative, to vote for anyone you want to vote for. But to go and tamper with people's material, to go and rip down their signs, look, I, I go down the street, I drive I drive through the city, and I'm telling you there are plenty of people who are running that I will never, ever, ever put my endorsement behind, never, ever, ever vote for them. There are people running in the city. There are people running in, in, in one of the, you know, in the cities that I personally know have serious psychological problems. There are people running in the cities that I personally know have done stuff that they shouldn't have done. Now, should I go out and, and publicize this? Is it my responsibility to spread the dirt about candidates that I know are not qualified to hold the position, uh, either mentally qualified or... Uh, or, or legally qualified? Is it my problem? Absolutely not. And uh, people say, Howie, but it is your problem. You're a journalist. And they always throw that in my face. You're a journalist. As a journalist, you should be telling us everything. No, that's not really it. You know, I, I honestly believe in democracy. I know a lot of people don't. They claim to believe in democracy, but they don't believe in democracy. I honestly believe in democracy. Now, democracy means that anybody who is living in the land could run for office. And we have the right to choose who we have, uh, who we want to represent us. Now, if you choose to vote, then you are exercising your democracy. You are exercising your right to democracy or your privilege to democracy because it's not really a right, it's more of a privilege. 
If you choose not to vote, you are also exercising your privilege of democracy by choosing not to put your name behind a candidate. And I can respect both, uh, both points of view, although I always say, and uh, I continue to say, and I will continue to say, that you should go out and vote when you have the opportunity to, simply because there are many people out there who would, who would die if they went out to vote, who, have no, who don't have that option. So if you have that option, you're lucky enough to live in a country that gives you that option. Squandering the option is not, um, is, is not really fair to the people who would die to have that option. So if you have the right to vote, then you should really get out there and vote, period. That said, you should vote for the person that you feel is the most qualified to represent you in government. Uh, now, will a political sign hanging on the corner convince somebody to go and vote for a candidate? Probably not. The idea of the signs on the corner are simply name recognition, so that when you go, when, you, when you're driving down the street and you see, uh, you see Silberger, 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 Silberger on multiple signs, and then you get to the ballot and you see Silberger, they're hoping that seeing their name so many times on the street will entice you to put an X next to their name on the ballot. That is the sole reason that there are political signs. No political signs, no political poster will ever change, never, ever, ever change the mind of somebody who's going to vote. No political post is going to do that. Uh, the only thing that will change the mind of people who are going to vote is if you meet the actual candidate and the candidate gives you a reason to vote for them. So please, if, if you are one of those people out there vandalizing uh, signs, stop it. Stop it. It's a horrible thing to do. It is, not, it is not democratic, it is not nice, and you should not be doing it, period. Now, I know... I know there are people out there who are going to disagree with me. And I'm good with that. You could disagree with me all you want, which is why I have open line phones. This is why I have open lines. You could call in and you could disagree with me. Do it right here on the air. one 669 1292 That's one 669 1292 That is the number to call. And you could call it and you could, uh, you could come and disagree with me all you want. I am not going to. Um, I am not going to take sides on the uh, on on the municipal elections. Now, the reason I'm not going to take sides is because I don't like either side. So I, I'm not going to take sides on either side. I don't like uh, Denis Cordaire. I, I I thought he was a decent mayor, but I don't like Denis Cordaire for the simple reason that he fired a man uh, from his caucus. He didn't let him run under his party banner. Because the English Montreal School Board said that they didn't recognize Quebec as a nation. Now, I don't really recognize Quebec as a nation either. I don't believe Quebec should be a nation. If we're part of Canada, we're part of the Canadian nation. We should not be a, a separate nation. A distinct society I had no problem with because that means nothing, really. Fine, it's distinct. Uh, descendants of France, fine. New France, it's distinct. But to call Quebec a nation, this is why I never liked the uh, term National Assembly when it came to the provincial, uh, the provincial parliament. Uh, to, to refer to Quebec as a nation is a, um, is a, is a, mis, is a, is a misstatement. It's not a nation. We belong to the nation of Canada. Quebec is a province in Canada. Now, if you want to separate Quebec from Canada, that's fine. Then have a referendum, have the people choose. Now, the referendum, they've had two referendums. People have said no twice. They want to have a third one, have a third one. 
Let the people choose, but then stop because it's enough. Uh, oppressing the English people in the province is not really the way to win us over. So uh, the Quebec government, which uh, many of the English people in um, in 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 Canada, when I've done shows on the uh, on, on the provincial election, told me, no, 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 uh, Francois Legault changed since he was a PQ minister. Uh, apparently, he hasn't. Francois Legault is the same minister now as he was when he was uh, was a PQ minister. Nothing has changed. His viewpoints are the same. His goal, the end goal of the CAQ government, as has been the end goal of all the other um, French-Canadian governments, is to separate Quebec from Canada. He's just doing it smartly. What he's trying to do is separate Quebec, but stay within Canada. Separation, separation but unity. It's brilliant, but it's not going to work. Simple as that. And we shouldn't fall for this. And we shouldn't allow him to use the notwithstanding clause to, to discriminate against uh, minorities. We shouldn't allow this to happen. We live in Canada. We, have a, we, we, should, we should have the rights of every other Canadian. Uh, people who uh, wear turbans and kippahs and the hijab should have the right to do what they want to do like everybody else. The Canadian dream should be open to everybody. Everybody living anywhere in Canada, including Quebec. Now, there was a uh, candidate uh, in Montreal who I, um, who I, I didn't like, Valerie Plant, the current mayor. Um, I like to call her, I like to call her bike path plant. Uh, I, I'm, the only reason I wouldn't vote for Valerie Plant is because of the bike paths. I, I'm a big opponent to bike paths. Believe it or not, I know it sounds crazy. Why would you oppose people driving on bike paths? It's safer for bikers. It is safer for bikers, perhaps. It is a big inconvenience for cars. I drive a car. I'm inconvenienced by bike paths. I don't like bike paths. I don't like when bike paths are put on narrow streets. I don't like when bikers feel that they have more rights than cars. I don't like uh, I don't like having to be extra careful not to hit a biker because the biker decides that he's going to run a red light or he's going to turn in front of my car because he can because he's a bike. The... Um, the extra privilege given to bikers in the plant administration has really uh, has really soured me on this whole idea of bike paths. A new guy popped up, Balarama Holness. Uh, I, I liked him. I liked his ideas. Balarama Holness, his ideas were interesting. Create a city-state for Montreal, uh, separate but uh, but part of Quebec, and uh, and let Montreal control its taxes and let Montreal control its uh, its economy. It was a great idea um, until he backtracked on it, until he merged his party with another party and ended up backtracking on it. So when, when a guy comes out and makes a bold statement like make Montreal a city-state, which, uh, which, which is not an original idea, by the way. Uh, separation of Montreal from Quebec uh, has been talked about for years and years and years and years. Uh, but, but it was the first time that a candidate running for the mayorship of Montreal uh, brought that up and, and put it as part of his platform. Backing away from that was very, very disappointing. And so uh, while I was planning on voting for Balarama Holness, and he was my chosen candidate because I thought that his ideas were amazing and that we would uh, we would maybe get a fresh start, I'm afraid that his flip-flop has caused me to pull a little bit away from him, so I'm not voting for Balarama Holness either. So I'm not voting for Kader, I'm not voting for Plant, I'm not voting for Balarama Holness. Uh, it is a very big quandary on who I will vote for when I get into the election booth 
on November 7th to vote in the municipal election. Who am I going to vote for? I don't know. I can't tell you. I, I don't know. I am undecided, and I've never been in the category of undecided. I've always taken a clear stand on who I support and who I think uh, should win the, uh, the election. In this case here, I can't take that stand because I don't like any of the candidates. So what do you do when you can't, uh, when you can't take a stand? What do you do when you, uh, when, you, when you don't like any of the candidates running? Do you not go and vote? Of course you have to go and vote. It is your, uh, it is your civic duty to go and vote, and it is, uh, it is a privilege, not a right. So it's a privilege to go and vote, and when we have that privilege, we shouldn't squander it. So we should go and vote. Do you waste your vote? Well, democratically, uh, th that's, that's an option. It's a democratic option. You can waste a vote. But then if you're going to waste it, then what's the point in going to vote at all? So you see, this is the quandary I have. I'm still trying to figure out where I'm going to do and what I'm going to do about it. I, I have no idea how I'm going to handle the, uh, the election. All I know is that I'm not a, a big fan of any of the candidates, and I'm hoping, and I'm, uh, I'm hoping that, um, that somebody's going to do something or somebody's going to say something that's going to sway my mind. If not, I will be, uh, I'll be one of those undecided voters on, uh, on voter day, on voting day. And uh, I'll make the decision when I get behind the uh, the curtain, behind the, uh, the well, we don't have curtains here, but behind the cardboard box that, that serves as our voting booth. one 669 That's 1-877-669-1292. That's the number to call to get, here, to get in on the uh, Howie Silberger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. Feel free to call in and join in on the conversation. I'd love to talk to you. one 877 669-1292. In fact, I love to talk to you so much, I pay for the call. Right across North America. Anybody across North America wants to call in, I pay for the call. 1-877-669-1292. So as I stated before, I will be I will be restarting Political Hitman this week on Israel News Talk Radio. It airs here on True Talk Radio also. It'll air on uh, Tuesday midnight going into Wednesday. So it's Wednesday midnight, actually Tuesday night going into Wednesday. It'll air on at midnight. And um, and I'm looking forward to doing that show, too. This show here, the Howie Silberger Show, will be moving. Uh, I don't have the details as to where we will be moving, but we will be moving on the schedule in the next couple of weeks. Sunday night is not going to be the night that the Howie Silberger Show is going to air. It will air on a different night of the week. Uh, I'm not sure yet what night of the week it will air or what time it will air at. But it will definitely not be on Sunday nights starting in a couple of weeks. So I wanted to give you a heads up on that. I wanted to uh, to let you know that the Howie Silberger Show is moving from Sunday nights to another night of the week. Uh, maybe two nights of the week. We'll see. I'll give you more information as I have it, as soon as I figure out the scheduling, and as soon as I figure out all that stuff, I will be able to give you more information about where we're moving to and uh, and and what nights of the weeks we will be on. So there is a uh, there is talk that there will be a new Montreal talk station starting up in the next couple of weeks. AM six hundred has been kind of languishing for the last ten years. Uh, has uh, has announced, well, sort of unofficially announced that they will be launching their talk station in the next couple of weeks. I hope and I pray that they are successful. Not because I want people to go and listen to them and not listen to True Talk Radio. I'd love for people to listen to True Talk Radio as much as possible. But I hope they're successful because I think that Bell Media has 
taken the listenership, the English listenership, for granted for years. I think that they've uh, they've decided that since they were the monopoly, they were the only game in town for English talk radio, that they didn't have to provide uh, decent quality talk radio, and um, that they didn't have to spend money on talk radio hosts. They they fired a whole lot of great people, and uh, I think that uh, I think that a little bit of competition will uh, will will be better. And will better the radio landscape in Montreal. At least that's the plan, isn't it? I hope it is. Well, numbers to call, one 669 1292 If you want to get in on the conversation here on the Howie Silberger Show, Sheldon Eric Freed, our um, longtime on-air contributor and the producer of the show, should be back next week. Uh, if not next week, he'll be back in two weeks for sure, but uh, he's out on assignment. He'll be back in a couple of weeks. And, uh, of course, you are welcome to call in one 669 Uh So, as, as I was saying, the, um, the idea, the idea that there will be a better or at least a competing radio station in Montreal, I welcome it. I'm hoping that they succeed. It has been tried before and they have failed, and I'm hoping that they do not fail now. I'm hoping they put enough money into it in order to allow it to succeed. I'm hoping they put enough money into it to get the proper talent so that the station could succeed. And I'm hoping that they put mo enough money into it to ride it along as they compete against the big boys. The, uh, the notion that radio is dying has been brought up more than once. And I'm, I'm hoping that that, uh, that that is not true, although I know fewer and fewer people who listen to radio on a regular basis. I'll tell you, I, I'm a big radio fan. I've been on the radio for... I was on the radio for years. I've been doing this podcast and a bunch of other stuff for years and years and years. It's mostly audio. It's mostly radio. And uh, I don't listen to local radio. And the reason I don't listen to radio, there's two, two reasons I don't listen to local radio. Number one, I don't like the way Bell Media treats their staff. So I don't want to support a station that treats their staff like garbage. And number two, uh, I don't think there's any real decent talent that I want to listen to. There's one or two people on, uh, on, on CJD, on, on Bell Media's Montreal station, that are relatively decent radio hosts. But most of the programming on the station is garbage. And I don't want to listen to garbage. I don't want to waste my time listening to garbage. So I don't listen. And that is the problem. There is nothing to listen to on the radio. So you want to kill, if you want to kill a medium, this is what you do. You fire all the good people. You put crap on. And you allow people to listen to crap. And, you know, people who, who actually care about the medium stop listening. And everybody else just kind of fades away. You want radio to survive, you put money into it, you put on good hosts, good hosts get the good listenership. The, um, the concept is quite easy. It's not a difficult concept to understand. You offer a product that people want, people will listen to the product. People will use the product. You offer a product that people won't want, then nobody listens and you eventually go out of business. So I don't understand what Bell Media is trying to do. Are they trying to shut down the English radio here in Montreal? Are they trying to uh, to destroy it? Or is it just the bottom line that's all they care about? So 
whether people listen or don't listen is irrelevant to them as long as they keep cutting costs. They, uh, they the bottom line sounds good to them. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the uh, what the issue there is, but whatever it is, competition will help. And and that's all I'm saying. Competition will not hurt. Competition will definitely help. So I look forward to their launch. I haven't seen any official announcements of their launching. I've seen a couple of unofficial announcements. I've seen a couple of uh, of unofficial posts saying that they're they're close to announcing. Now I'm waiting for an official announcement that they're going to be launching their station. I will tune in for the first few days to see what there is. I'll be very curious to see who the hosts are, and uh, and and who, what's going to be uh, airing on the station, and then I'll make a decision on whether or not I will listen to the station on a regular basis. Uh, I, I don't know if I will or won't. Depends who's hosting. Depends who's doing the morning show. Depends who's doing the afternoon show. That's the way it works. Uh, I tend to listen to True Talk Radio. I like the programming we have on True Talk Radio, so I listen to True Talk Radio. But if there's a local programming that uh, that I can listen to, I'd, I'd be more than I'd love to listen to it. I'd love to hear what 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 local people have to offer. It's been a long time since I've been compelled to listen to local radio. It's very unfortunate, but that's the truth. It's been a very, very, very long time. And I'm sure I'm not the only one in this in, in this boat. I'm sure there's a lot of people who feel that it's been a very long time, very, very long time since they were compelled to turn on the radio and listen to local programming. And that, to me, is very, very sad. It's extremely sad. For somebody who loves the medium somebody who's always loved this medium is extremely sad that there is nothing to listen to uh, it makes it it really it's really depressing for me it's really depressing I, I know a lot of people don't care anymore and they've moved on to other things but um, for somebody who worked in the industry for so many years and somebody who really loves the industry it, it is a uh, it, it is a heartbreak to watch what has happened to this, to the industry, to it's a heartbreak to to see that the CRTC allowed the big corporations to buy out all the radio stations. So there there are no local people. There are no there are no um, there are no people who are hungry for the money, running the station, trying to get their ratings. Just big corporations trying to pad their bottom line. Quite sad, if you ask me. I'm Howie Silberger. This is the Howie Silberger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. Uh, we are on Sundays at the moment. We will be changing our night, but we at the moment we are on Sundays, uh, and uh, we we air almost every week. So watch our Facebook page for the announcements of when we are on, when we're not on, and uh, and we I hope to see you again on Tuesday, as I come back with uh, political hitman live on Tuesday at midnight, going into Wednesday. So uh, stay tuned for that. Until next show, I bid you a good uh, a good day, a good week. And I will see you next time right here on the True Talk Radio Network. Thank you so much for listening.